0: Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Worcester. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Worcester, and thank you all for being here today and to joining us on the program this This afternoon. Um, My guest today is psychic medium Deanna Fitzpatrick. And uh, when I first met Deanna, I think I met her in a class and she's just the kindest and most open-hearted and integrous um, person um, that I've met in this business. She's just got such such heart and soul and um, compassion and dedication to her work. And it's just wonderful to, um, to meet someone like that Um, as a call and I consider my colleague and my friend now and we've worked together and she's just wonderful and I'm so so for anybody who doesn't know who Deanna is I'm so thrilled to introduce her to you all today so welcome to the show Deanna.
1: Thank you Laura it's so great to be here thank you so much and I have to say when I met you I just thought you were the the kindest gentlest soul I think I've ever met you're just so so kind so it's uh, been great to get to know you better and I'm really happy to be here today.
0: Well, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. And um, so for those who don't know how your journey began, how did you become a psychic medium?
1: Uh, it's a crazy story. I, but now it's been almost 20, it's been over 20 years. So it's really crazy. But um, in 2001, I went to a hypnotherapist for weight loss. <laughs> the weight loss part didn't work. Um, but after I saw the, hypnos- after I saw the hypnotherapist, I went to work uh, like the next day and I started to see spirit with the people at work. And I really didn't understand what was happening at first. And a friend of mine was going to go to this woman because she did readings as well. So she went to her and told her what was happening to me. And she goes, oh, she's channeling. I had no idea what that even meant. None of this was all very different to me. I had not, you know, I think I've have had two readings in my entire life by a psychic. So none of this was something I really knew much about. And then it was actually after a while, I saw John Edwards doing crossing over on TV. And I realized that that's what was happening to me. So, um, it was, I was never afraid. I just didn't really understand for a while. And that was back in 2001. So since that time I've taken a lot of classes and, and, uh, gotten to learn a lot about what mediumship is and how it works and, and try to hone the skills of it, I guess.
0: (laughs) It is a process kind of, you know, over the time to trust and, uh, really trust in your own ability too, especially coming into it when not even knowing what it was.
1: Right. And so there's a bit of vulnerability there, right? So, exactly. uh, I remember one girl next to me at work, her father had died um, when she was 13 and he would come through a lot. I kind of say he helped me to learn because he would give me information that she didn't even remember. And when she would have to go home and ask her mom and then come back with the answers. So I, he he was uh, one of the first spirit folks I worked with and it was great to get that kind of connection. That's
0: beautiful. It's, uh, so what if over the years, as you've grown as a medium, Um, What is the one thing that you learned about yourself in that process?
1: Wow. I don't know if I can say one thing, right? There's just so much. One is that I'm probably more courageous, braver than I thought I was. Um, I tend to be an introvert at heart. So I like being around people, but I also like my alone time (laughs) and uh, learning to be around people more and being comfortable in my own skin when we do something so crazy right so so mediumship is more common now than it was 20 years ago or even 15 years ago um and so to put ourselves out there in that way it, it was kind of an interesting thing for me because I wasn't one to put myself in the spotlight at all
0: uh-huh. and i look at you now you're up on stage doing large groups <laughs>
1: doing messages.
0: yeah isn't amazing what what spirit can um, lead us to do when we don't when we don't know we have that within ourselves to do that, which is incredible,
1: right? It's about kind of getting into the. I, I really think it was about being in the flow and allowing things to evolve for me, where I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel in control, but I was also learning how to let go of control. I remember when I used to meditate quite a bit in the beginning of all this. And I was shown um, a river with the fish trying to swim upstream. And then the fish turned around and went with the flow. And I'm, and they were like, this is what you need to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, just go with the flow. Stop trying to fight it. Stop, stop trying to figure it out. Just go along with the flow. And and when I did, things worked a lot
0: smoother. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? Is it? <laughs> As if, as I think, I, I feel like we've, we've walked a similar path in a lot of ways on, on the path to becoming mediums. And I know it's, it's so easy to just dig our heels in and say, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's moments where you're like, yes, I want to do this. Cause you just, you find, you, you know, how much healing can be, you know, you can uh, facilitate for, for people around you. And at the same time, it's like, it's a huge responsibility
1: yeah, it is, and I actually I'll be um, quite honest. I had some issues with that in the last few years, where I felt like the heaviness of the work was kind of bringing me down. But but I shifted it, you know, because I became where the focus wasn't about me; it was really about the healing that was happening and about the connection with those in spirit. And when I when I I think my daughter really nailed it. She had heard someone say. they they get, they get to go to work, not I have to go to work. Yes. You know, and that changed the whole thing for me. It's like, you know, stop feeling sorry for the pressure or the the hardships that people experience because they're not mine, they're theirs. And then the other part of that was like how, how fortunate I am that I do get to do this and to focus on that. And so I did shift that a bit and and it feels much better focusing on, on the the positives and what we do because there's a lot to it
0: it really is there's a lot of aspects of it that um that it's not as easy to carry you know it, it's uh which i can completely understand where you're coming from with that um there's a lot of a lot of things to manage in, in that connection with spirit um you know not only our own energy but um how people receive that the healing and uh, yeah that's a whole other that's a whole other topic <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, but, but the, um, the other thing too, is like, can you um, over the years, like how, how has your mediumship changed from when you first started discovering that connection that you have to where it is today?
1: So I remember in the beginning, most of what I received was clairvoyant. So I could see images and pictures were spirit. um, And I would see them and describe them or describe the images. Sometimes the images would uh, be a sign or a symbol. So a metal lunchbox. Um, my dad would carry a metal lunchbox when I was a little girl um, for work and he worked in a plant or a factory. So net, if I would see a metal lunchbox with spirit, then I would know they were blue collar worker possibly working in a plant or a factory. Um, so there were a lot of images that I would learn to use and almost, I always said it was like playing charades while learning a foreign language at the same time. That's um, true. That's true. <laughs> so so it was, feel, it was seeing, but it was also feeling. So from an early point in this and It took some time to figure it out. I, you know, this is an example. It's not so much about doing a reading, but I would go to work and I'd be fine. And I'd sit down at my desk and I'd start to get a massive headache. And I, and I thought it was me and I'd take some Advil. And then 15 minutes later, the girl next to me said, I have a horrible headache today. And I would realize that that was her headache in the first place, not mine. So spirit also utilized me in that way as well. And that I would feel things in my body that would help me to identify them. So besides the images that I was given, I would also feel um, slight pain or twinge around my heart. And then I would know it'd be a heart issue for that spirit. So that was early on. And then I guess about, I don't know, four, three, four years ago, maybe I went through a period of time, at least a year, maybe more, where I kept hearing every frequency that was in the room. (laughs) So if the TV was on or the you know, just the alarm clock or whatever, there was all these sounds in the room. It drove me nuts for a while. And then I got used to it, but it was sometime after that, that I started to be able to, um, be Clara' audience to hear, hear spirit, which to me isn't, you know, it's not the words per se, it's not like I'm hearing their voices, but their thoughts would come in and the way that they would say them. And, um, and that's a, been a game changer. I'm so thankful for however this all came about because being able to hear the message, so to speak, has been so much, so much help. Um, not l- a lot less charades.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it is a big difference, isn't it? When they, when you actually can hear it. <laughs> rather yeah. Than just
1: the Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, yeah, that's okay. And then recently has been a lot of, I feel like it's education from spirit and that, you know, if they had a, let's say that they were a rough parent to their children, they now come through and explain why they were that way. And that feels like where the healing is, you know, if there's issues yeah. or apologies or, or, you know, even that entire generation of people that didn't tell each other, they loved them. <laughs> um, right you know, now they do. And that's where the healing is. So it's just, it's, it's gotten kind of intense, but beautiful at the same time.
0: It mm, sounds beautiful. Um, the, um, so is there a, a certain connection that you've had? Obviously you, you there's a level of um, confidentiality here, but is there a connection you've had that really was so profound that you just knew it, Like, sometimes I know I'll often say too, is even as mediums sometimes we question, because we're always checking in, right, to make sure we're really connecting to spirit, that what we're, what we're bringing through is true. Um, was there you know, a, a connection that you've made recently that usually, like, you know, this is absolutely 100%, if I, never, if I had a doubt in my mind before, I know for a fact this is true.
1: Yeah, there's, there's been a few lately. And the funny thing is, I don't know about you, but I tend to forget, once I do readings, I don't hold on to them. So a lot of times I forget. Um, But I do remember there was a man, I was working at the Milton Theater, and and there was a man in spirit that came through, told me he was a brother, told me what he did for a living, like gave me tons of evidence of who he was. And at first, no one raised their hand. And then this kind lady down front—I think she was trying to save me—and she raised her hand. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, but I just don't feel like it's you." And finally, a man in the back of the room finally raised his hand. And I said, "What makes sense to you?" And and he looked like he looked like a farmer or something. You know, he was just down to earth, kind of what, probably dragged there by his wife. And and um, I said, "What made sense to you?" And he's like, "All of it." And so then he reiterated. It. Every single piece of evidence I gave him. And it was his brother. And then he said, so then the brother gave more information, which was validated. So it was wonderful. It was like a whole conversation in this room of people with this man and his brother it was beautiful. And then the brother said, I have dad with me. And the man said, My dad passed last, last week. Oh wow. And so that was just like, wow, the immediacy of no spirit letting them know that dad's fine he's with me and I had no idea that you know that dad just passed and and so the evidence speaks for itself kind of not so much that what I do again just being I I, you know we've both taken um, classes with John Holland and I always use one class he drew a tube on the board was just this pipe and he said you know this is you you information goes in information comes out (laughs) <laughs> and he said, he said, "Don't think too highly of yourself. You're just a tube." And I love that. I, like, <laughs> I love that too.
0: Isn't it? that is it like the best thing? And that's like this one of the most helpful tools. I think is recognizing that it's not coming from you. You're not creating the message. You're just the telephone. You're not the person on the other on uh, the other end of the phone. And uh, it does make all the difference, doesn't it?
1: It does. It really does. Yeah. And um and and that's it. So a lot of times, that's I think that's why I don't remember. Um, I have to remember some and keep it in my awareness so I can answer this question more effectively in the future I know, that's, uh, I know that um, I, I can't remember
0: who it was maybe it was John Edward um I, I could be another medium that's uh, had been on television but I remember them saying that they were so glad that sometimes they actually did record readings because they didn't remember everything that was said right. um, during a reading so um so that they could actually put that into a book at some point, otherwise they wouldn't have had that information, but that's so true, we, if if we're really connected to spirit, we just don't remember it, because it just passes right through our heads,
1: (laughs) right, exactly,
0: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) so I know you had talked about um, how in the, in recent years, you, you sort of, um, you were challenged to find the joy in your work, and so that's a topic we definitely wanted to talk about today was, you know, that the quest for joy and it's important for daily life, which is ap- applicable to everybody, whatever your, your line of work is, or if you're not working, what you know, just living. Um, so if someone's struggling with that, and especially nowadays, everything's been upended for a lot of people and routine has been upended, and some people are struggling to find joy in their daily life. Uh, what are some what are some things that people can focus on to bring that back into their life?
1: Well, so it's, it's interesting because I was thinking about this Recently, and wanting to talk about it, and I am in no way an expert in the field of joy, right? So, so I always say I'm not an expert in anything. I know a little bit about a, a little bit about a lot of things, and and that's good. But I, I was thinking about the idea of it, and some days I do so much better with it than others. And then uh, there was one day where I actually felt guilty for thinking about having joyful moments because there is so much chaos and destruction and sadness in the world. And it quickly kind of, again, was brought to my awareness that, no, you know, if you have moments in joy, it's a gift, and you don't have to worry about the ones who are currently experiencing something else, because we all have different life experiences at certain times in our life. So You know some people will have a a a period that is horrible and it's hard to find joy and there's literally depression and, and clinical depression or some something like that and it would be hard to find moments where you can gather that together so one is just i guess not to feel sad about wanting to experience joy like not feel guilty um that's a big deal i guess for me One of the things that work really well for me in finding joy is, is first like intentionally finding beauty, right? I, I, somebody, I don't know where I heard this recently. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. So if I go out to the local, um, uh, state park and go through for a walk through the woods and just see the turtles sunning themselves on a rock. Right. So that that's beauty and being in nature and feeling the leaves changed in the fall or um, being around that and acknowledging it when we see it. So not just being on a walk in the woods, but really being conscious of what it is we're experiencing while we're on that walk in the woods. You know, the sun's shining through the leaves in the tree and you can feel it on your face. Right. So taking the moment to first kind of intentionally find the beauty and acknowledge it and then sitting, sitting with it, like allowing it to kind of penetrate us doesn't have to be a big thing. Right. Um, I remember years ago, I, when I first started doing readings, gosh, it was like 16 years ago. And I remember one of the first questions I asked people in a psychic reading is what is it that you do for joy? What brings you joy? And most women said, I watch my kids play soccer, or I do this with my kids or something like that. And when I said, what do you do for just you when it's not involving your kids and they could not answer it. Yeah. And I think that, and then I, cause I really thought about it before this, all these changes that happened to me, I couldn't answer that question either. So it became of a commitment on my part to find my own joy and, um, So other than walking in the woods, things that I did for a while is any type of creating. And I still do that Um, painting and whether it's painting walls, I think I painted every wall of my house three times in the last eight years. (laughs) um, But painting pictures, painting furniture, redoing furniture, cooking. um, And, you know, I also make candles. Um, So there was just a joy in creation. And a joy and accomplishment, like like furniture refinishing. I had no idea what I was doing. Thank God for YouTube and Google. I just went online, you know, and watched a bunch of videos and tried it and went, hey, I'm not so bad at this. So there was some joy in the accomplishment and the joy in the creation. And it doesn't have to be expensive, right? Like you can follow a recipe online. It might cost you $20 to make a new type of lasagna, whatever it is. It's something... In the creating part that is just so joyful for me um another thing for you know we talked about nature but simply the birds in my backyard at the bird feeder I mean that that does it for me I um I, I love to see different types of birds I love to see what they do in community and I can just sit with that and experience it and then of course my pups my doggies so yeah. um but you know fine that's for me but everybody. I feel like you can find it for yourself, but don't, I don't feel like finding joy has got to be a big thing. You know, people were like, I need to change my job. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to find my purpose. Um, all those things become pressure on their own, on top of a a world where there's lots of pressure and in some cases despair for folks. So just finding the simple things. Um I always remember like babies, you know. I think about that. They always are in that state of awe and wonder. You know, they they look up at the ceiling fan and it's like, whoa, <laughs> we just need to be more like that.
0: We do, we do. And I've noticed in times when I, you know, I'm kind of feeling like, oh, you know, this life is like this this world is crazy. Oh my goodness. And I have to remind myself to take a breath and like if I'm driving in the car. I look out the window as if i've seen it for the, as if i'm seeing it for the first time and yes. what a difference that
1: makes it gets you out of the, the muck and mire yeah, of
0: the world, you know?
1: <laughs> if I see a bald eagle, I don't know why, but immediately I feel the divine, you know, and um, yeah. and the rays of sun shining through the clouds. Those are all like such beautiful things and just moments of joy. And then kind of maybe recording them in our memory so we can grab onto that feeling again when we need it. I'm not, I'm not sure, but there's there's something there, right?
0: Yeah. Well, that's a really good point too, is is yeah, recording it in our memory and, and making it a a moment to refer back to and when we
1: need it. Yeah. I... So I, it was funny though, because the first time I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can talk about this, especially you know, if we're having a bad time and then talking about joy, but something came to me. It was like, we can be sympathetic or even empathetic, but we can be, you know, rejoice and be grateful for our own moments of bliss. And, and we don't have to feel guilty about having those moments exactly
0: yeah and especially for empathic people we always we we want to save people we want to help people so it's in a it's in our dna i think to to go out and like how can i help people like (laughs) and that and so it just just in the pure nature of that we have to see okay where 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 is their trouble where is their struggle where is there so that's in our nature to focus on that because that's how you find the people to help right right so it's so it's like you, like you were saying before, it's, it's focusing on the joy of like, I get to do this. I get to do this rather than um, being so honed in on, on what's wrong. Um, yeah, it's good advice. So, um, so what is, some, so say, say if someone's having a difficult um, time really shifting that, I know that we, you can do that in the small moments, but what's something that someone can do every day uh, to make it a practice, I know if we do something for twenty-one days, that can be a practice, right? Right. So, what's like one thing that someone could repeat every single day that you think would be helpful? I mean, you
1: you mentioned just focusing on the beautiful things. Yeah, and yeah. maybe just uh, if if you're physically able, just walking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I know I haven't done it lately, and I need to, but um, just going for walks around the neighborhood um where you know if you can get to a local park and go for a walk in there and just walking every day or every you know three to five days a week they say right so you're changing the brain chemistry when you walk. Um, And it doesn't have to be speedy and fast. I mean, as we do more of it, we get a little quicker at it, but I just feel like it'll change kind of the, the idea, just change how we feel, Um, you know, again, small things. It can be opening the windows. It can be taking a salt bath and putting on your favorite new age music um, or your, your Jimmy Buffett music for that matter. (laughs) 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 Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's easy to say you know it's it, like I said earlier it's different when somebody's going through a sense of depression there might need to be some other more clinical help there um but but if we it I don't we can look for it and look for the beauty but we also probably should make some conscious effort to change things so we don't feel it right so right and that's the hard part if you don't feel up for it and then you're trying to force it that doesn't work either but maybe change your change where you are (laughs) change your viewpoint
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right and then see if things can happen and surrender to it a little bit then just look for a change in viewpoint I will drive to the beach we're lucky we're only about an hour from the beach where I live so there are some times when I will drive down to the beach and I don't stay long I just have to see the ocean And, uh, you know, often I'll turn around and come right back, but I just want to be where I can feel the energy of the ocean, see the ocean and, uh, have a a brief kind of meditative experience maybe, and then head back. So changing our scenario, getting more exercise in some way. I think those are all, you know, ways that are not too hard to start if we don't fight against them. Like I do when it comes to walking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. (laughs) That's all I need to do too. And I'm just like, I'll get it too eventually. Um, (laughs) um, There's one thing too that I realized recently, um, because I I never like to ask for help from anybody because I'm always just like, I can can do this. And so recently I realized that myself, that it's like, why am I not finding, I know there's something that I want to do here, I want to accomplish. And I know there's something joyful in it, but I'm like, I just feel stuck with it. So then I just said, you know what? I just got to ask for some help. So, asking for help with something can lift. Like, if you're feeling, if you, if there's something you really, really want to do and you just feel like a heaviness because you just don't know there's a missing piece somewhere, maybe there's a piece of information that you need in order to move forward, but just asking for help can actually be everything that shifts it in the right direction and gets you going and then into the um the joy of, of what you want to do and that's something that i did recently i'm like wow that made a huge difference and it only took one phone call <laughs> wow that's yeah. excellent
1: so i might be reaching out to you to learn how to do more of this <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because you just know, because a lot of us know what we want to do. It's like, I would love to try this. There's something in this I, I, I just think would be, you know, I would really enjoy doing this. But it's like, I'm missing information. I don't know how to do it. So yeah, so ask for help. It's really okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, if any, anybody anybody in our studio audience today who would like to ask a question of Deanna, or if you'd like a reading, um, maybe some insight with your life, and obviously she she speaks to the other side as well. She's a beautiful medium. So, if anybody is in the studio audience who would like to have um, have a connection with Deanna, just uh, write something in the Q and A box, and we'll pull you up on the air. So. Um, Deanna, so for people who, um, so you, you teach intuitive connection, right?
1: I do. Um,
0: you do. So when you, when you have new students come in and they are excited, but nervous and they really like, they don't, not sure if they can even do anything like that. What are some things that you um, offer to them to, to grow their confidence in?
1: in their so connection? I, I teach one of my favorite courses to teach. I don't teach a lot of courses. I only have a few so far, but I love teaching this the Psychic Development 101. And what I do with that class is um, we do all different kinds of experiential activities so from reading oracle cards but not using the book um, we do we do channel painting so that they get a feeling for receiving the idea with that is just to have a canvas in front of you after we do a meditation they go to the canvas and whatever comes to them uh, will show up so in other words they might sit down and they get a, um, a purple circle in the middle of their vision so they go and get paint and start with a purple circle and the channel painting will take them wherever they need Need to go when the energy is done it'll be it'll shut off it's amazing to watch because they'll be done they don't even know what they painted it might not have any kind of actual view there Um, for them. They'll be like, I have no idea what this is, but it's the energy flowing through them. And so that, the idea of that is to let go of what you're worried about people are going to think, right? That's the biggest thing. They come into the class, they're going to first judge whether they're as good as somebody else or if they know anything at all. And then also, you know, are they any good at this? So just giving examples of how they can find their connection. So, you know, reading the Oracle cards and one of my favorites that I will make the class do to, I, I did say make them i didn't mean to say that (laughs) Um, but we do um like a speed reading kind of thing where they they sit across from each other and one side reads for the other and then they get up every two minutes and start reading the next person it's exhausting i usually wait towards the end of the day to do that because they're not good at that but the idea for that is they don't get any validation back so they can't know whether they're right or wrong and afterwards they get the validation and find out that a lot of what they gave was right but they weren't allowed to worry about it anymore so it's just fun to see people with their like mouths drop up and go oh my gosh I do have something here so
0: yes yeah, is it, it funny because um speed reading is like one of the best things I think in class because and I, and I can, that that same you know thought process can carry over into other into other things in life as well if you're scared to do something just just take a step towards that direction and just because once you get over the fear of it, it's fine. Um, right. Yeah. So Deborah has a question. Um, let me see. My son had a dream on his birth, on my birthday. This way. My son had a dream on my birthday this year that involved four women in my life who have passed. And he and I were, it, were with them. He, f- he felt he was literally with them. Is that possible? I felt they were visiting me through him.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, can you see the Q&A? I don't know if you Yeah, can. I can. Okay.
1: Um I don't have to hit the answer live button, right? I can just answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just answer. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um so, you know, I, I there's a lot of uh, folks that have um they have message dreams or spirit shows up in their dream state. This sounds a little bit different. So I do believe the spirit can show up in our dream state often and they will feel like them, act like them and it feels really good. What I was wondering Deborah is if you would have been sleeping at the same time that he was having this dream. Um, if so, it's a possibility that the two of you, and I'm going to go a little woo-woo here, but that you <laughs> may have been, I, yes, you were. Okay. Um, felt that I, that you may have been astral traveling with your son. Um, I don't know a lot about it. There's a wonderful book out there by a man named Robert Monroe, who's since passed, but the, um, book was called the ultimate journey. And I read this 21 years ago, probably, but, um, <laughs> It was about doing astral traveling. And later when you can control it, it's called lucid dreaming. And this would be a way that you and your son could have basically together without knowing it, traveled to what they call the astral realms. And we're visiting with those four women that have passed. Um, so it, it's a cool opportunity. I know some people have learned to do it consciously and they call that lucid dreaming. I have not. Um, but I do know people that have, so you might want to check out this book, but it's, it does seem that it's possible. I think there's so much out there that's possible that we have no idea about, and we're still learning about. And, and I often say that I tell people, I answer questions like this for people. And then I know I'm going to get to the other side someday and find out that everything I said was not right. (laughs) To the best but, of my know, knowledge <laughs> that's right to the best of my knowledge right now so yeah what a beautiful experience and yes they would have been visiting you and him even you know whether he knew them all or not um he was he was helping you in that visitation it's beautiful
0: yeah, his dream visits are, are so extraordinary he's like just you can feel it it's amazing and um, you know, in the conscious, the human consciousness is so interesting too. And I'm sure you've had this. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've had this experience too, Deanna, where you've connected with someone. You're sitting with someone in the session, and you're describing someone. I like, got someone here, da, da 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 da, and they say that sounds exactly like so and so, but they're still here. And yes. then, and I've often said, now is there some cognitive or memory issues or dementia happening there? And more, more often than not, they say yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so. I feel like people are because their consciousness can is not as is connected to their body that they can uh, they can be in two places at once they can still be connected to their physical body especially with the with dementia or or um memory situation going on and they can also be with those in spirit as well because right. spirit is consciousness so isn't that interesting I'm sure you've had that happen in your in your yes. sessions
1: too yeah and I, I've had it happen too where the person is not um, does not have dementia. And, but they were napping at the time that I got the connection and and the woman, cause the woman did that. She, I used to go do some small readings over in New Jersey at um, a, a, a hair salon. And the owner was like, yeah, you have my dad. And I'm like, okay, cool. She goes, no, he, he's still here.
0: <laughs> it just goes to show, I mean, we, our consciousness is I mean, it's, it's the spirit world is all around us and we are spirit. And so when we're not as focused on our body, we can be in this on the spirit side, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so awesome. All right. Okay. Deborah. let's see. Oh, let's go to Shelly next. Okay. Shelly is, she says, are our loved ones sad to be missing out on our lives here on their lives here, especially when they pass
1: very young. So Shelly, in my experience, there isn't, there aren't very many experiences where they feel sad about that. And even their level of sadness is different. So um, let me give you an example. The, I had a client, uh, I was at it doing a gathering and there were three daughters under the age of 19 and mom had passed from cancer. And when she came through, she came, first off, she came through letting them all know that she was fine. She no longer had the physical body. So there was no pain for her anymore. And she had adjusted to being in, in the other realm to being in heaven and, and was okay. She was fine. So that was the first thing she wanted to let them know, but she hadn't been gone very long. She'd only been gone about, I think five months. And, um, she did indicate where she didn't feel the sadness that we feel. We feel pain through our physical body. Um, we feel emotions through our physical body since they no longer have that. They don't feel emotion in the same way that we do so I wouldn't say that she was sad but there was a feeling that I'll put it in kind of a context she said that even though I now know I'll be able to watch you as you grow and all the things you do in your life there is like a level of disappointment maybe that she wouldn't be able to be there the day of the wedding in the physical or hold their baby their first baby you know those things and she said that she goes but I will and she correct kind of went forward with that saying that but I will be with you in spirit every step of the way at all times now if I had talked to that same spirit maybe two three years down the line um I I don't know that I would have felt any of that as we're calling it sadness it wasn't really sadness but I don't think I that spirit would give it to me that way now, other folks, young folks, like there would be um, a young gentleman who lived his life to the fullest, took every chance he could, you know, climbed mountains, <laughs> sped too fast in cars, did all the, all the things he wanted to do in life. And he passed young and he was like, no, I'm fine. I did it all. And so then we were projecting what we would think on him. In other words, his loved ones would be like, well, he didn't get married. He didn't have children, but he's in spirit. Going, no, I'm good with this. I, I did what I wanted to do. I, I feel my life was complete right? So it's, it's a little different for each spirit person, but I don't know that I feel sadness for them, just, um, kind of an adjusting to not being able to be in the physical alongside us.
0: Hmm. Yeah. More often than that, I find that, yeah, that they, they're sad that we're sad that we don't have their physical presence, but yes, they're definitely, definitely here in spirit around us. Um, yes. let me see. So Let's look at some questions here. think Great questions, everybody. Thank you so much for, for bringing these in for Deanna. So let's see. Um, Midge is asking, is it harder for spirit to come through in a reading or to come in a dream due to the time frame that they've traveled on the other side? Due to the time frame. So, Midge, I'm going to bring you up because I, w- I just want to see what you mean exactly by that. Um, like the time frame, like how long they've been in spirit. Um, are you there mitch i can bring you up hi mitch you there <laughs> i see she's unmuted i don't know <laughs> we might have to go on the assumption of what what's happening how do you interpret that diana
1: I'm, I'm still let's see you know yeah. oh there you are is she there now oh okay oh, no. all right so I don't know if I can answer it with the dream state. I do notice that when I've done readings before, I had a hard time for a while connecting with anybody that was gone more than 20 years. I was like, I just don't understand what's happening here. Um, And I finally sat and meditated and asked my guides, why can't I connect with spirit that are been gone for a longer period of time? And the response that I got back was that they vibrate at a higher rate because they've been gone longer, which is something I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I received. So when I received that information, what I did try to do was kind of felt like I went further out, if that makes any sense, in my connections. And then I was able to meet spirit kind of in the middle a little differently that way. So I would assume based on that, that spirit would show up to us more in the first couple of years in our dream state and then maybe more sporadically later as time goes on. Uh, But I feel like there's a lot of things that could play into that, like where we are in our life, what we're doing, um, where we are health wise, where we are in what phase of our life um, and our own energy. Um, So I I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I often find that, that they'll come through really strongly if there's a a, a real need for it. Um, I know sometimes people come out of curiosity, um, s- simply you know, simply clear curiosity to see who will come through, but oftentimes it you know the, the, the strongest connections is there's there's a, there's a real need for it and and there's difference between wanting a, a reading and needing a reading. There's two is two totally different energies. Do you agree? Yes. Yep. I do. Yeah. And it's and I don't know, I mean, I don't know if anybody knows why sometimes people come through and why they don't. Um, I haven't
1: found a rhyme or reason to that really myself. Have you? With- no. And it's really interesting because, you know, you always get the you get the, I I tell folks that um, when I'm reading them, it could be anybody from your great grandmom to your next door neighbor when you were four, you know, like, but then there, you know, people are sitting across me going, why does my next door neighbor want to come through? I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's find out, right? (laughs) If they're there, let's, let's figure it out. So, and, and sometimes for folks, it's about being the medium for somebody else. You know, for them to take a message back. So, you know, it's all up there with, I have no idea. (laughs) right yeah
0: you just never know there's a bigger picture here that we just don't see um I know there's been times I just had a uh, I was reading for um someone uh, maybe a couple weeks ago and I I asked her I said are you are you a nurse by any chance and she said I used to be and I was like you've got a lot of times and you may notice this too Deanna I'm sure you do if if, you've been doing this for so long is that um especially for nurses who work around end-of-life care there's like a crew of people who always show up for them. And it's like, it's not even just individual people. It's like a crowd of
1: people. Yes. yes. And it's <laughs> kind of scary because then you're like, Oh my gosh, so are all these are people.
0: but they're all her patients that she yes. impacted in a beautiful way. And, and it's just, and it's, it's so heartwarming because I can feel like my heart center expanding when they step in and it's them. It's like, and I said, these are all the people, like even you've had a moment and you made them feel better or if you spent weeks with them and in then into their life, it doesn't really matter. But these are people that you impacted their life in, in, a, in a crucial time. And they're all here bringing a ton of love so that your parents can come through. And it's just incredible. So the things that we do, um, the things we do in our daily life, how we talk to the people, the kindnesses that we offer to others really does stick around. And you may have completely forgot about those people you made those connections with, but they haven't forgotten on the soul level. And they come back to to help support you in your your closer connections when they come come in to connect with spirit, so it's 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 incredible, and that feeling of just unconditional love and and thanks and appreciation is just in, in, incredible. Um, yeah, I know it is kind of scary. It's like a wall of energy, right? It's like, whoa, all these people.
1: <laughs> I actually have looked at some of them, not realizing that they were a, a hospice nurse or something. Go, are you a medium? <laughs> it's all these people with you.
0: Well, Sharon said that was me. Sharon, was that you? Did I did I read for you? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think that, yes. Oh, it was Sharon. Sharon's in the listening audience right now. Oh, hi, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, I, knew I I read for you a few weeks ago. I wasn't I remember exactly. That was just like we were talking about before. We never remember exactly what came through in a reading. Now, Midge has a follow-up question to what she had asked about with the length of time. And she said, you did answer my question, but now I feel that I won't hear from my parents and they've been gone for a very long time. But that's not always
1: the case, right? Right. That's right. Because just that was an example of some of it. But I've had people that have been gone 50 or 60 years still come in for a reading. So don't think that way, Midge. You know, I think one time we took, I took a class with Tony Stockwell. And I remember something he said to me stuck with me so much. He said, if the person's daughter is there being read, then her mother is going to do everything in her power to show up for her daughter. And I've always tried to believe that like spirits there, they want to come through for you if they can, they're going to do it. So just because I said that happened some of the time. And if you notice too, I talked about becoming more aware of how I could connect to make, to help try to make that happen. And for me, I just, I had to learn to raise my energy a little more. That's all. And so I think it's still, it's probably still something that can happen if spirit is still there in, in the realm that we call heaven, there should be able to be a connection. So keep hope. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Keep, keep, um, yeah. Keep connected to your parents. They just, they do come through in a different way. I feel too. Like I know you said before that they, they feel like they're at a higher frequency. And I I feel the same way. It doesn't mean they can't communicate though. Right. Um, Yeah, it does. It feels physically different to me
1: when they come through and it's been 20 or 30 years. Do you ever feel like Laura that you're being pulled out a little further sometimes when you connect with folks that are going longer? Yes. Yeah.
0: It almost feels like, um, energetically, it's like if you were trying to, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best analogy here. It's a little it's, more floaty. <laughs> it's, it's more floaty. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like you were trying. if you were trying to focus your attention, like we're on the East coast. If you're trying to focus your attention on the West coast versus focusing, focusing your attention on the next town over, it just feels different. There's more of, I don't know. It's, it's, it does. It's sort of a higher vibration is the best way. And and I don't mean higher is a higher vibration, lower vibration doesn't always mean better or worse either. It doesn't, right. you know, it, it just means that they're in a, uh, a different frequency. That's right. All. A, sh- a shift in energy. That's it. shift in energy. It doesn't mean that they've, some people worry that their uh, loved ones have reincarnated. They will not be able to connect with them at that point, but that hasn't been, I, I th- our souls are multidimensional. So we can be in a couple of different existences and, and, in many different, actually, I don't know how you, we're going to go into philosophy now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel, at least at this point in my life, um, is that a time is not linear, that everything's happening at once. So if that's true, then a lot of the existences, whether it be our current existence or another uh, lifetime, it's
1: all happening at the same time. I agree. Yeah. And the whole quantum mechanics thing, it just feels like the rabbit <laughs> hole, right? I just <laughs> it, does.
0: it does. It does. So I think yeah, there's something to that. So just know you always have a connection to your loved ones. It just, it feels different to a medium. That's all. And you, you can still connect with them. They just, and I also find that they gradually over time will change how they communicate with you. Too. They do it's, it, with the with the So, Midge, you might initially, when you your parents first crossed over, they might they might you might have actually been able to feel them around you, but then over time, maybe you you know you get dimes from your dad and uh, you know roses from your mom. You know, it's like there might be signs that are always the consistent signs that you might be coming up. So, so yeah, continue to look for those signs, and you can you can still continue to build that that sign with them too. Say, okay, mom, today show me um a quarter you know show me some quarters somewhere um just and then just gradually um th- that should build up and you'll start to see them more and more so hopefully that helps mitch um i want to do one last question before we move on so if any, um, anybody's listening definitely check out deanna's website it's deannafitzpatrick.com and are you currently doing doing private readings
1: I am. I'm doing private readings in my home, or I have an office here in Middletown, Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about an hour from Philly, an hour from, um, a couple hours from D.C. and a couple hours from New York City, about three hours from there. So that we're kind of local to a lot of places. Um, and I also do Zoom and phone readings on Wednesdays. So you can schedule all of those online at deannafitzpatrick.com and just choose book session on the menu option.
0: Wonderful. Very good. And uh, Midge, says it's funny. I was just using it as an example, but here's what she wrote. She said, "Yes, dimes. The family rose bush blooms on Dad's birthday every year." <laughs> okay. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, it does help. Hugs, hugs back to you, Midge. <laughs> Wonderful. We'll take one last question um, before we wrap up the hour here. So, Allison says, "I sometimes do meditation and connect with a loved one. It seems a lot." it feels like it is my dad but then others show up and also like my mom and my cat who has passed and sometimes I wonder if they're coming on their own or via dad or if if it is just because I wish them there others that I really think of coming come when my dad is there but they tend not to say anything what could that mean
1: mm. <laughs> it could mean that your dad's a medium for the other side <laughs> <laughs> there's always is one there's always one <laughs> Um, it, it, to me, it sounds wonderful. And you know what? I don't know that I try to figure it out so much. It's just enjoy your connections, right? Um, and if there is someone that you do want to connect with and this and this method works for you, then may, maybe say, hey, dad, I'd really want to hear from Aunt Bernice, you know, so um, and see what happens. And, you know, you can play a little bit that way and see if dad is, is helping you along with that. But it, what a beautiful thing Not so many people would be jealous of your ability to do that and that you're able to make that connection yourself that that's really what i kind of hope happens someday in our world I always say you know i don't really want to be in business all the time i'd rather everybody be able to make their own connections and feel that connection and um know that we are just so close energetically to each other and it would be wonderful to have more people do exactly what you've experienced there allison yes yeah, and
0: I think we're getting there. I think I feel like that's where we're going with uh, that. I and I do hope we all go out of business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great. As I know it sounds
0: crazy, but that's you know, that's the purpose is is to recognizing your your own your own connection to spirit and to know that you have that as well. And and if you ever question it, Alison, just say, you, you know, um, mom, if that was you, thank you for stopping in with dad. You know, just have a conversation with them, even if you're not 100 percent sure, just I think by just thanking them and saying, if that was you, it just acknowledges that you made the connection and you sensed it and lets them know as well. And I do think sometimes there are sort of, I call them the ringleaders, the people (laughs) when we're doing, when we're doing Mm -hmm. sessions, there'll be sometimes one at a time, people will politely step up one at a time and and deliver their message to their loved one who's sitting across from me. But then sometimes there's the ringleader in the family. And um, oftentimes it's a really strong grandmother um, (laughs) or the, (laughs) or, um, or the awesome grandfather who's kind of like the mayor of the town, you know. So they they come in and they say, "Oh, by the way, look, how else is here." <laughs> and, and so I think that might be what's happening, Allison. Is that um, my parents sometimes have a sense of humor? Allison says sometimes my dad, yeah. So that might be what's happening, Allison. <laughs> is that your dad's kind of saying, "Let me do this for you. Look who's here. Look, who, look who joined me today." <laughs> and I call them the ringleader spirits. They they sort of. Um, they're sort of the, the go between for everybody, the host of the party, uh, so to speak. So it, uh, it's fun. It's fun when it goes that way. Um, That's great. Yeah. But this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Deanna. It has been wonderful chatting with you. And I'm so glad that you're able
1: to, to come on the podcast today. Thank you for being Thank- here. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. I really That's enjoyed fun. this.
0: That was a quick hour. It was, <laughs> I can not believe it. <laughs> so everybody, check out Deanna's website. It's deannafitzpatrick.com. And she also has the most amazing candles, I have to tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and she's very passionate about that just as much as she is about her mediumship. So everyone have a wonderful afternoon and thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful week. Take care, everybody.